This election is a choice. This election will determine whether we can come together. This election is absolutely crucial. What's really important, of course, is 12 us in a giant straight-through rifle. Please explain. You're listening to the 4ZZZ Breaks the Election podcast. Hello, election watchers. Welcome to the 4ZZZ Breaks the Election podcast, where our newsroom breaks down what's happening in the election for April 27, 2022. Just 23 full campaigning days until the federal election. My name is Alexis Pink. I'm the news coordinator here at 4ZZZ, and joining me today is the 4ZZZ newsroom. Hi, I'm Mekdi, and I'm starting marketing and screen content production at QT. Hey, I'm Harry. I'm a journalist at QT, a journalist student. And I'm Jeremy. I'm a recent UQ uh, journalism graduate. So on today's show, we're going to talk about the split in the coalition over emission targets, the Labour Party's approach to foreign affairs in the Pacific, misleading advertising and complaints to the Electoral Commission. So let's start at the top. What is Matt Canavan doing at the moment? Queensland National Senator Matt Canavan has declared that the net zero target by 2050 is dead stating that we need to focus on real things to protect this country. Here's a little bit of that clip from this morning. Look, Ali, my view should be no surprise to anybody, and uh, my assessment, for what it's worth, is the rest of the world is doing nothing to go towards net zero emissions. About the only country doing something in the world is Afghanistan, and they're not installing a lot of renewable energy. It's not for that reason. I mean, uh, what country in the world is doing anything? And if, if net zero is alive and kicking, show me where countries are doing that. These comments uh, were made a day after Queensland Nationals uh, candidate Colin Boyce described the target as a flexible plan that leaves us some wriggle room. Scott Morrison is in response to Canavan states. Well, everybody knows that Matt hasn't been supportive of that position. There's no news there. Um, And as many have said today, as the Treasurer said today, uh, that's not his party's position, that's not the Coalition's position, and it's not the government's position. Why is this story important? We're back on the coalition emission targets again. Why is this important to the electorate? It shows um, internal coalition disagreement and division. We know the coalition has always been uh, divided on when it comes to climate policy. It's interesting, though, how this has come in the middle of an election campaign. I, I find it interesting also how uh, the Prime Minister has, and you heard just before, said that this is, there's no news here which is obviously not true. This is actually really, really big for the electorate. I think there are a lot of voters, especially young voters, that want to see decisive action on climate change because even the net zero by 2050, a lot of policy experts have said that's too late to act and we need earlier action on climate change. So a lot of the pressure is coming from the nationals at the moment. Is there any specific reason why the nationals might be kicking up a big stink about this? There's just a lot of pressure at the moment with coal and gas and especially in like regional areas, they do rely on that for revenues. There is a traditional split in the National Party as well on this. Farmers who are more amiable to talk about protecting our environment and protecting against climate change so they can continue to work in agriculture Mm. and the mining interests of the National Party, which are, you know, not insignificant and... Mining interests do donate quite a lot of money to the Nationals, so it might be coming from there. Mm -hmm. What's happening with Labor's strategy in the Pacific? 
um, Labor is set to unveil plans to boost diplomatic relations with the Pacific in the wake of China's deal with the Solomon Islands. Toted as a whole-of-government effort, the plan is set to combine defence, strategic, diplomatic and economic power in order to increase Australia's presence in the region. Included in the plan is the $525 million increase in foreign aid and boosting Australian broadcasting into the Indo-Pacific area. Labor is also set to axe the agricultural visa. Instead, the opposition will add to the already existing Pacific Australia Labor Mobility Scheme, which is set to cover the cost of Pacific workers travelling to Australia, as well as promoting permanent residency on new Pacific engagement visa. National security is a bit of a weak point for Labor traditionally over elections. Why are they focusing on this issue now? Um, I think, like, just with... The, uh, China's deal with the Solomon Islands. It's very easy for Labor to flip that into a loss for the LNP, an example of how they're not the best at national security. It also uh, differentiates um, from past Labor policies. Um, for example, with asylum seekers, uh, Labor usually tends to echo what the LNP is saying, but by you know, focusing on a more diplomatic approach with the Pacific, it kind of showcases how different the ALP is to the LNP. So this is a bit of a two-pronged approach mm. where Labor focuses on foreign affairs and uses that as a reasoning to say that they are better on national security because we won't need as much national security if we're doing our job right in foreign policy. Yeah, and it kind of just goes against like the fear mongering. You know, we saw a bit with uh, people like Matt Canavan kind of like hitting that drum about how China's like at our doorsteps. It's kind of smart for Labor to focus on a more diplomatic approach to that it kind of plays them as a more peaceful option in a way if you think about it turning a weakness into a strength yeah exactly so the new visas the policy around the visa deal with the uk has been in the spotlight a little bit Mm. so far not a lot of people taking up those visas apparently Mm. apparently very little to to know people have actually taken up on that visa you know if it's not really helping anyone I can see why Labor would be quick to cut that off and put more effort into a more sustainable plan. What's happening in the ACT with these misleading ads? Um, So, yeah, the independent Senate candidate for the ACT, David Pocock, has lodged a formal complaint to the Australian Electoral Commission over misleading election placards. Now, Pocock says the placards, also known as core flutes, are designed to deliberately mislead voters. The conservative lobby group Advance Australia are behind the signs, which have appeared across Canberra, attempting to portray Pocock as a Greens candidate. Pocock's complaint follows a similar incident from Monday, where Swimming Australia and the Australian Olympic Committee threatened Advance Australia with legal action over transphobic billboards. Uh, The billboards featured images of Australian swimmers Dawn Fraser, Emily Seabomb and Emma McKeon alongside the phrase, women's sport is not for men. So the continuation of the charming transgender sporting wars that have (laughs) popped up during this election. To give you a bit of a description of these core flutes, basically it looks like an election core flute with the name candidate at the top with his picture and he's bursting out of his business shirt to show a green shirt under it very sort of provocative image sort of you know superman if he was a green sort of thing (laughs) (laughs) it's even got the greens logo on the shirt he has underneath Mm. um his Mm. business attire so yeah lots of problems so the aec have made some statements about this where are they on this So their preliminary view is that the core flutes don't actually breach the Electoral Act as they have the appropriate 
authorization at the bottom, just in really small font, but that doesn't actually breach any laws or guidelines. Yeah, because the Electoral Act is very clear about what the AEC can and can't cover. It doesn't cover anything to do with the content of advertising, only that it's properly authorised and you know who it came from, which is maybe not very satisfying to people who are being misrepresented on billboards and signs. Which brings us back to what um, uh, Swimming Australia was talking about with their stuff. Slightly different set of situation. Well, I'm not sure if the Electoral Commission has said anything about that yet, but um, Advanced Australia have said they won't remove the billboards. Emily Seabom, the swimmer, says um, her she, she she's unhappy. She wants her image taken down. She's upset that it has been used as a part of a political agenda without her consent. And uh, Swimming Australia is interested in protecting its trademarks and copyrights, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, there was no permission granted to Advance Australia to use those images. It's not the stance that Swimming Australia publicly takes either, so that I can understand why they would obviously not want to be associated with that. I guess we'll see how that plays out. I, I don't think the Electoral Commission has actually commented on it. I could be wrong, though. So, yeah, they are threatening legal action at yeah. the moment, so we'll have to see how that plays out, mm. I suppose. Mm. That's all the time we've got for the podcast today. Thank you for listening to 4ZZZ Breaks the Election podcast. For more news, head to 4ZZZ.org.au forward slash news or listen to 4ZZZ on 102.1 FM on DAB Plus Digital Radio via the 4ZZZ website or on your favourite podcasting app. If you have a tip-off or feedback about the show, please email us newsroom at 4ZZZ.org.au.